Welcome everybody to episode 120 of the My Mike and I podcast. I am your host, Noah Alvarez, and I want to welcome and thank you all for tuning in to the show, episode 120, as I said earlier. Before we get into anything, be sure to check out my man, Generic Sports, who produced the funky instrumental playing in the background. You can check out more of his work at SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, Bandcamp, and just search up Generic Sports, no tricky spelling. And also shout out to Vince Correa for designing the My Mike and I logo that you're seeing in your screen. He also helps out a ton too with the graphics that go into the My Mike and I Instagram page. If you're on that platform, be sure to give the podcast a follow at my period Mike and period I. One more time, that's at my period Mike and period I. I have a lot of fun basically promoting the podcast. I use different snippets of the show, just audio. Sometimes I take clips from the YouTube channel as well and put that on the show. I also like to highlight the different graphics as far as pull a, pull my favorite quote from each guest and promote that as well. And just have a whole bunch of different things going on too. I also have a My Mike and I Jams playlist going on on Spotify too that you can find the link for in the Instagram bio. So be sure to go check that page out. And if you're on Twitter... Follow me at underscore Noah Alvarez. Uh, Not so much. It's more of a personal account, but obviously I do promote the podcast. I do promote my written articles. I do have some good sports takes, good pop culture takes, music takes, all that kind of good stuff. And yeah, see, those are the two best ways you can interact with me. And if you're interested in being on the show, you have any feedback that you want to give to the show as well. Those are going to be the two best platforms you can do so. Now, before we get into this week's guest, did want to tell you about Popple.co. If you're a frequent listener, you already know what Popple is. It's a digital business card. It's an attachment that goes onto the back of your little phone. And what you do is, let's say I want to promote this podcast, the Spotify channel, the YouTube channel, as well as the Apple podcast page. So I promote that or I put that on the app. Then when I meet someone new and they ask, hey, where can I see your podcast? I can tap the back of my phone to the back of their phone, regardless if they have the Popple attachment or not. And on their screen is going to pop up all the information I program it to. And so it's great if you're an entrepreneur. It's great if you're an artist. It's great if you're an author. It's great if you're just, yeah, a local a small businessman, essentially, whatever you want to program, whether it's a PayPal, a Twitter, Instagram account, a personal website, all that kind of good stuff. Be sure to check out popple.co and use promo code LOCKER for 20% off on every single purchase. That's promo code LOCKER at popple.co. Now, also while you're at it too, be sure to check out LockerRoomSportsCA.com. It's a website that me and a few friends started earlier in quarantine. We have a team full of, I believe counting myself, it's 12 writers now. So we have a team of 12 writers. We're trying to be as consistent as possible with all these sports things going on, especially, you know, what's happening the past few weeks. It's, you know, busy times, but uh, yeah, be sure to check out our written work. It's me, Max Farias, Carl Cervantes, who you hear uh, me on, as well as the Rocks in the Outfield podcast, as well as Alec Romero, who I just started the Double Down Sports podcast, and a few other colleagues, too, from Sacramento State few people from down here too in southern california we also have the lock talk podcast as well as part of that network or as part of that website so be sure to check out those as well that's lockerroomsportsca.com also last one to promote is phoenixfit.com fnxfit.com it's a fitness supplement brand with your with your pre-workouts your proteins your BCAAs, as well as some dope fitness apparel too. You can check out the Mike and I Instagram page. I have a few of them on display over there. But yeah, be sure to check it out. And if you use promo code Mike and I, 
the letter N, you can get 15% off on every single purchase. And the main thing I like telling people about Phoenix Fit is every purchase you make, they donate a gallon of water to people across the globe that are in need of water. So it's a really cool thing. Check it out. It's their live program. You can find that on their uh, about us page. Just search up Phoenix Fit spelled F-N-X-F-I-T dot com and use promo code my mic and I with the letter N at checkout for 15% off. Now let's go ahead and get you into this week's guest. Episode 120 features the one and only Travis Chase spelled with a dollar sign for the S. Travis is a artist out of Buena Park. We talk about playing football. We also talk about the state of college football and pro football as well as his music career and a whole bunch of good stuff too. It's a fun conversation, a little longer than usual, but trust me, you're going to like this one. So without further ado, hope you enjoy the conversation between Travis Chase and myself. We look at the camera over there? No, nah, we don't even, like occasionally. Talk. Yeah, we can just talk. Just <laughs> okay, talk into the cool. microphone. I just, like, I have it as that angle because I don't have like multiple cameras or anything. Okay, yeah. yeah I've seen, kinda... seen the Danny Rose one. And yeah, kind of just do like a wide yeah. shot. And Maserati. Yeah, I feel that. So tell me how it was playing at uh, Buena Park. It was good. I mean, I played there for three years and... You know, the experience is a lot different than, like, I went to two different high schools. I okay. went to Fountain Valley my senior year, then I went to Buena Park. So, like, the athletes were a lot better at Buena Park, obviously, mm-hmm. blacker, you know, more ethnic. <laughs> but, like, the coaching was, like, more, it was more intense at Buena Park, too, but I feel like the coaching was, like, more better at Fountain Valley overall, mm. scheme-wise. Yeah. You played with Jalen Hawkins, too, man. What was How yeah. nice was he, like, in high school? Honestly, like, Jalen was never, like, the nicest player but he was so dedicated to it you knew that he was going to develop and be nice but i played with him as a sophomore like when he was a sophomore i was a junior so, oh, okay so he so, was a great younger yeah than yeah he's a great younger than me and he wanted to play receiver like everyone wants to play offense you know mm-hmm. and but he was always cold at safety mm-hmm. like hella cold at safety yeah what position do you play i played quarter and cornerback quarterback okay so, but i was more quarterback when he was there so okay as a I'm junior sure. yeah, yeah so yeah so I found Valley got to play quarterback. Or? Yeah, and, and corner. I play everything. I was like the only. I was like one of the only black kids on the team. So <laughs> so they I did try. everything. Hell yeah, I was running back. Yeah, corner safety, whatever. For sure. But I mean, your man Hawkins, you got to go to the NFL. Like, were you surprised at all when you heard nah, about that? You know, he put God first. So not really. I would. We had a bunch of players. Like I play with a couple players. Like his homeboy Nick is also my homeboy. Mm-hmm. Nick Needham. He plays for the Dolphins. Oh, we had a um. Uh, D tackle. He plays for um the Bengals. Mm. So Buena Park, we got some players. You Damn, know, that's good. a lot of players played in college too. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of better players, but you know, mm-hmm. you know how life goes. That's how it starts. You know, you gotta yeah. start getting those players to college and then eventually. Yeah, the for pro. sure. Yeah. Yeah, because when I went to Villa Park, like I said, graduated in 2012. The years before we were kind of like trash. You guys are decent. Yeah, and then my freshman year. It was my freshman year when this new head coach took over, and then like by our junior year, we won league, and then I think he won league for like nine years straight, right? Man, that goes yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, they like last year was their first year that they hadn't won league since I was a sophomore. You guys had a good quarterback like last year, right? Yeah, we had like a good. He before? went to Purdue. Yeah, I that's his cold. Name. Yeah, yeah. tall, tall dude. Yeah. Tall white boy. Yeah, yeah. I where he <laughs> transferred from, but yeah, he was like the prototypical quarterback six, kind six of thing. Type. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. So they've been they've been on the up and up, but it even though like I remember like my class was talented, but not a lot of kids went to college. But like two years later, he was starting to send more kids out to college. That's how it is, though. Yeah, yeah. 
And then the kicker when I was a when I was a senior there he was a sophomore Andrew Sanders he plays on the Dolphins now. Oh, he's cold. Yeah, yeah. he's cold. He had a boot. Yeah, he got a boot, his and he um he, he he scored like on a trick play. I don't know if you remember watching. They did like a PAT. He uh, scored. He scored on a two point conversion. Was he big? Is he a big dude? No, he's not big. He's like five eight. Oh, he's five, a regular nine. size dude. Yeah, oh, white crazy. dude too. But dude, he could kick in oh, high yeah. school. So him, he had a brother too that was migrated twenty twelve Andrew, but both of them were kicking fifty yarders like in practice. Uh, yeah, the you younger I mean? brother's always better, though. Yeah, you know, that's and he how was just, he, is. he was a little bit more committed, I think, too. I think Andrew, he went to the Air Force right out of half to, oh, high school, high school. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know what I mean? I don't think football was necessarily, but they were <laughs> both converted soccer players. You oh, know? That, that makes sense. That's yeah. how they had a leg, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's cool to see, like, homies that you grew up with, you yeah, played yeah, football a lot, with, a lot of pros. A lot of kids. Greg Gaines, he played at La Habra. Mm-hmm. Bobby Oka- from Washington, right? Yeah. Bobby Okariki, he, he went to Foothill. He plays for the Colts. Mm-hmm. So a lot of players, um, Marcus Epps, he went to Edison. He played for the Vikings, got drafted by the Vikings. So mm-hmm. I played with a bunch of, you yeah. know, I'm from Buena Park. So L.A., like the city of L.A. is right there. You mm-hmm. know, I would go to Dorsey and practice. I seen a Dory, Jalil Wadu. Oh, yeah? All of them, yeah. That was like the only, a Dory was like the only player that I was like, damn, he's going to the league. He's yeah. Supersonic speed. Yeah. You know, crazy. <laughs> athletic and crazy. Stupid athletic, you know? Yeah. Well, I played with like, my childhood friend, Anthony Williams, he was a stupid athletic, too, like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then even uh, Cole McDonald, I don't know if you know. Yeah, yeah the, he, um, he went to Sonora. Sonora, Hell exactly, yeah. not too far from where The freeway league yeah. has some talent, for sure. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. You got to play for Coach Anthony White at Brenda Park, right? Yeah. And uh, I don't know too much about him, but I know, like, once he left, the program kind of took yeah. a dip and hasn't been the same since. What, what did he do differently that you have from your different coaching experiences? Mm. Anthony, I mean, everyone, like, in my age group, we just all decided to go to Buena Park. Mm-hmm. So, Anthony, he's cool. I, I'm not really a big fan of him. You know, that's why I transferred. But I don't say anything bad about him because okay. I'm growing and getting older. But he had us practicing and getting strong. You yeah. know, his weightlifting program, we all ran track, too. We had a track team with, like, 150 kids. Oh, shit. Yeah, so it's ma- not mandatory, but mandatory. Yeah. You get those things, like, involuntary or whatever. But, yeah, he got us fast, got us strong. Because I remember coming in. I was a freshman. I was I was a freshman when he barely came in, so I was like five four, one forty five. Mm-hmm. So I left I left probably like five eight, one seventy. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So he was putting weight, strength, you know. But his scheme was like too old, you know. We were eye <laughs> formation, bro. I'm like five. Yeah. Eight. You know, like you should have <laughs> ran the pistol, you know, or something that mm-hmm. was more intuitive of today's football, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Is like I feel like though. Really, depending on the high school you go to, you don't have the personnel to run it. You know what I'm saying? Like We I, have the personnel, but it's just, I don't know. It's like, you have to look at me. I'm an athlete, you mm-hmm. know? But we had a good running back. We had a great line, you know? But it would have helped if we were more like Oregon, spread mm-hmm. it out, you know? Yeah. But it probably would. Because the running back, Devin Boston, my boy, mm-hmm. he went to UTSA. So mm-hmm. he was a beast, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, that's not helping the entire team. So yeah. like, like you said, the personnel, but the coach has to see that. Mm-hmm. Because even, like, when I was in high school, we had a quarterback who was pretty good passer, but he wasn't, like, throw 30, 40 times a game passer. Yeah. So we were, like, a power eye team. We did a lot of, like, heavy formations and yeah. shit. But I remember, like, every so my entire high school career, we never beat Tustin. And I don't know if you ever, like, ever played Tustin. I oh, heard about course. that. Come on. Y'all had Terrence Martinez. <laughs> yeah. Um, was Edwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. George Wilson went there, too. Exactly. Uh, yeah, George is in the NFL, too. That's another dude. But they always had big linemen. And so I remember, Huge. like... 
we could never run power against them because they were just flat out bigger than yeah. us, right? We had some like decent sized kids, but they had some enormous, a lot of like Polynesians, yeah, yeah. just big black kids. <laughs> and so like we could never power run on them. And so when we meet them in the playoffs, he would try and spread it out, but we never ran that all year. So it was just, it was just tough. Like, and it sucked because like the year after, it didn't suck, but it was like, uh, what do you call it? Bittersweet. Yeah. Because the grade after us, 2013, after I graduated, they finally beat them in the playoffs. Oh, that's crazy. And I was like, oh, man, you know, I had a lot of friends on that team. And they, that was a team that went to play Edison in the championship game. Yeah. And uh, obviously, like, playing Edison is not fair. You know, they got bumped down a few years. Oh, Edison? Dude, mm-hmm. Well, they was in the Sunset League. My yeah. boy, Keontae, Marcus Epps, they all went there. Mm-hmm. They weren't that good, though. Nah. They, you know. But they got bumped down, and they were way better than any other They got good person. linemen. Mm-hmm. I feel like the difference between divisions is just alignment yeah all the skill positions are pretty much like if you're i was decent so mm-hmm. like no one was that good you know mm-hmm. in terms of that yeah how was found valley though it was different like i said i feel like the kids didn't love football as much as one apart mm-hmm. but the resources was crazy you know yeah. like way way more money like way more invested i guess like the boosters and stuff so mm-hmm. it was crazy i think we had better coaching too because they understood that you know, you can't really just yell at a kid that's 15 or 16. Right. I found at Buena Park, it was more like, fuck that, you know, <laughs> football, <laughs> yeah, football, yeah, football, yeah, yeah. you know. So, like, I feel like the kids were more responsive at Found Valley, but they didn't love it. Like, if we would have had the coaching, was well, a head coach at, at Buena Park, we would want CIF, honestly. Damn. Okay. Yeah, but Anthony White, he's cool, you know. But mm-hmm. he's not like, <laughs> he didn't really... I feel like his vision was, like, for just certain individuals, which is cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And not even necessarily Jalen. Like, Jalen worked hard, bro. Mm-hmm. He was dedicated, like, 5 a.m., mm-hmm. lift, practice, summer school, lift, practice, Damn. all summer, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Who's the coach at Fountain Valley? Um, Fenton. Fenton, okay. Yeah, he won CIF back in the day at Cypress. Okay. Like, 07. Okay. So, way before we was in high school. Yeah, what what league is uh, Fountain Valley in? Fountain Valley Sunset. So Oh, so you guys would play all the tough schools. Yeah, huh? we played Edison. We beat Huntington Beach when they won CIF that year. So, like, that's why I said it's different. It's weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then you said you tried to play at Fullerton College after, right? Yeah. How did that experience go for Man, you? Man, I was living in Fountain Valley. Mm-hmm. So, my dad played... At Cal State Fullerton with Coach Burns. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm broke, bro. I didn't have a whip, you know, 5 a.m. practices, all that. If you want, And I wasn't dedicated. That's when I got into music, and I just wasn't dedicated, honestly. So I didn't even really play, bro. Okay. Then I ended up going to OCC, mm-hmm. and then I was not dedicated there either. So then I went back to Fullerton, and I was like, all right, bro, I'm just going to school and whatever, you know, school and work and, mm-hmm. and music, yeah. For sure. When was, like, your earliest interest in school before even college and anything? In school, since no, I was, and, uh, and music, in music, in music, like I always like music since like I don't know if you remember the game Def Jam, yeah, like Def Jam yeah, Vendetta. Def, mm-hmm. So I used to play that, and I, I didn't know they were rappers, but I knew, you know, like I was like I know who Ludacris is and yeah. like DMX, but everyone else, I was like, who fuck are these guys? You know, <laughs> I remember playing Joe Budden because my favorite color is red, and he had like a red fat farm, but mm-hmm. fat farm, bro. yeah, that took me but back. <laughs> but making music like probably like. I never thought I was a rapper until, like, 17, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'm done with football, you know? Fuck it. Yeah. What was that first song you recorded was like? It was trash, mm-hmm. you know? It was te- it was terrible. It's like the first time you throw a pass. Like, mm-hmm. You're not going to be cold <laughs> or run a 40, you know? In your mind, you think it's like, I'm going to run a 4-3. Mm-hmm. And you check the stopwatch, you're like, damn, I'm running a 5-1. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ, you know? That's the funniest thing. Like, me and my friends always talk about, like, we used to go to, like, USC camps. Uh-huh. And we were like, bro, we're about to run 4-6s, bro. 
485. You're like, what the fuck? Damn. What's going on, bro? Laser, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to run on the laser if you ever ran on the laser. So no, I haven't. You haven't? No. Bro, the stopwatch is bullshit. The laser is like... when. So when you see, like, John Ross run a 4, like... That's a legit 4-2 something? It's like laser speed. Mm-hmm. You know? Crazy. Damn, that's insane, bro. Yeah, laser is hard as fuck to run on, bro. Mm-hmm. Trust. Because they just catch it. So it catches your movement at the line. And bro, as soon it. as you breathe, you better not skate out. You better... You know how they say the drive phase? You better be in your drive phase the whole time. Mm. So it's hard, yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't a burner either. Like, mm-hmm. I ran, like I said, at the USC camp, I ran a 4.85. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to at least run a 4.7, you know? But yeah. I wasn't... That was... Speed wasn't my game, so I, was, mm-hmm. I wasn't too mad. There were people crying. Like, fuck no, I didn't run a 4.6. I ran a 4.4. Because they're used to the stopwatch. Yeah, they're used to, you know, go. Uh, yeah. You know? And there's always that, like, human delay. Exactly. A huge human delay, you know? Yeah. That's nice. So what was the fastest 40 you ever ran, whether Me? stopwatch or laser? Well, I mean, once you run the laser, you realize, like, how slow you really are. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I was never fast. Like I said, I ran a 4.8.2, but with a stopwatch, that's like a 4.75, you mm-hmm. know? That's pretty much faster, you know? So... When I would see kids, like, I wasn't a kid that thought I was, like, a superhuman, you know, speed, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, like a 482 on the laser. But stopwatch is whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like, levels to it. I kind of wish I got a, to try the laser, man. <laughs> Fuck. The laser is crazy, bro. Long Beach, Long Beach City College, you know, the Nike Combine, the Spark. Bro, there's a lot of kids that were crying because, you know, mm-hmm. if speed is your game and you run a 47. That's the That's not a good look. No, exactly. That's, That's not the a difference good look between D two and D one. You know, huge. You know, and you see kids get scholarships based on mm-hmm. you run a so- sub four five. That's crazy. Yeah, man. in high school. That's elite. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's elite. Crazy. Because mm-hmm. especially if you go to that proper college, man, like with the proper training and everything, you're probably not get down to four yeah. four even. Exactly for sure. Because mm-hmm. you're gonna train. Football is gonna be your life. You're gonna be way more dedicated, bro. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, the fastest I ever ran on the stopwatch was like four nine five. So I probably never really broke five then on a laser if I got tested. I was pretty yeah. slow, but I remember thinking like, like I was fast as shit when I was running. And it was funny, like me and my homeboy, we went out to before quarantine and everything. Yeah. Like January, we went to go um, run forties at Chapman University because yeah. they leave their field open, and we just did the stopwatch on our phone. But like, bro, I, like I remember feeling fast when I did it, and then I checked the time, five five, and I was like, bro, I'm slow as shit. That's not bad though, honestly. Yeah. You start that's that's what I'm saying. You mm-hmm. kind of realize like how fast the NFL guys are when you see the laser. They be like, oh, this person ran like I remember Jarvis Landry ran a four six five in Indy, mm-hmm. and I was like, damn, that's slow as shit. Yeah, that's you know? slow for a receiver. You that's know? slow as hell. But then I was really thinking about like, no, it's not. That's yeah. fast as hell, bro. <laughs> like no one's catching them. He. If he broke in, like, high school, no one would catch him at all, like, mm-hmm. you know. And it was a lot of guys, like, Jalen wasn't a burner, like, mm-hmm. no one was, like, really a burner. Even Devin Boston, he wasn't, like, a burner. That's mm-hmm. what messed him up, too. He ran he ran a 40, and he ran, like, a um a 479. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a running back, you can't run. Oh, shit. yeah. That shit is terrible. You got to be, like, a Jerome Bettis type or yeah, something. Yeah, or don't you know? run it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of guys don't run it, because mm-hmm. if you run sub- what you're supposed to run, it's not gonna, it's not a good look. Yeah, but then I don't like how in the combine they stress the forty yards so much because it's like how hardly ever in a game like are you running forty yards never. straight like that? You never, know what I mean? bro. There's never forty yard plays really. Mm-hmm. Just run, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a bullshit way to think about football. Exactly, a old way. Exactly, it is an old way, like you said. Because I'd rather look at the drills, like how you move your hips, especially for like a DB like Jalen, right? Yeah. I mean, how you move your hips and fluidity. Obviously, you want the top end speed, but like your hips is gonna be more important to like game movement. 
Yeah, but it's it's weird because it's like to me how I think about like DB speed is it's technique. Mm-hmm. It's like Richard Sherman isn't gonna nah. run a four three. I think he ran like a four six. Uh, he it did, been a four, but high then four, six. you have to look at it too. He's six three, mm-hmm. two ten. Right. So he has that height factor too. Right. And like, then he's really good at pressing, cover three, cover corner. three zone exactly. Yeah. So it's like man, you know, he's not Patrick Peterson. Right. Pat yeah, P was six one, two ten, running a four. Three seven. Yeah, and he'll chase the receiver in the slot, outside, left side. Very slay, you know, crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it's crazy how like how athletic a person like that could be, you know. Yeah, but even like going to the receiver on offense, like Jarvis Landry, like you said, he's crazy good at route running, and then he knows how to create separation of with his body. You know, it's it's like I feel like it's telling. Like you don't have to be fast at receiver; you just have to have precise routes. You mm-hmm. know, like I would rather precise route runner than like a person that can't run a route mm-hmm. you know it's like why you have 4-2 speed and can't break mm-hmm. can't cut yeah know? yeah that's why Tyreek Hill is so good he's like he's le- legit a cheetah you know? yeah mm-hmm. like fuck yeah just get him on the fucking <laughs> jet sweep bro or jet something. sweeper he could play any he could play running back now how buff he got mm-hmm. yeah so it's crazy but then it's crazy too you get the tall receivers like Mike Evans and like they don't even gotta like run the Christmas Bullies, routes you know but they just you throw it up high, no one's going to get that from them. <laughs> Bro, I think, like, Mike Evans, like, Julio, like, those big, like, mammoth receivers, I always thought, like, even in high school, I'm like, that was one of the things I'm like, bro, no matter how good I get or how athletic I get, I can never guard a Julio Jones, bro. Right. I'm 5'8", bro. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's like, how do you guard someone 6'4", and they can jump, like, 42-inch mm-hmm. vertical, crazy shit, you know? Yeah. God given. Uh-huh. That shit is you can't train that shit, bro. <laughs> like I could touch the rim, bro, but like Julio's like a foot taller than me and has a forty inch <laughs> vertical, bro. So that's when I my NFL dreams is like, bro, I played quarterback, which is the dumbest thing I ever did. And then corner, like I'm not a burner, so mm-hmm. where am I gonna play at, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, Hell no. That's man. tough, man. Yeah. Yeah. Even cor- what what do you think was harder, corner or quarterback for you? Oh, corner is easier because I just have to be athlete, you mm-hmm. know? And I was, like, more of a cover three corner. But quarterback, I don't know why. Like, I don't know. I just wanted to be a quarterback for whatever reason. Like, I like, you know, Troy Smith and Steve mm-hmm. McNair and shit. But quarterback was the dumbest thing I ever did in my life. Yeah. Know? I should have just been defense, call it a day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think corner is, though, hard because you're, you're – I think it's one of the few positions, like, you're, like, isolated on an island. Yeah. I mean, like, very little help. And if you get burnt, like, you're getting exposed. I mean, but like I said, we had athletes at Buena Park. So, mm-hmm. you know, on the back end, Jalen, mm-hmm. you know, we had another dude named Hakeem, my boy. Like, fast, you know, pretty fast. Hakeem ran a legit, like, 4'6". So that's, like, you know, that's blazing speed, you know, mm-hmm. in high school. Jalen wasn't too fast, but his he's so fluent in the hips that he can turn, you know. Mm-hmm. He, he can get study. to that zone. Yeah, he's hella dedicated, you know. For sure. So going sticking with football and the theme and everything, college football D two and D three we were talking about it got canceled. Do you think D one football at any level or any division is gonna eventually get canceled this year? No, no, <laughs> nah, that's too much money, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad always tells me that one home game at the University of Michigan can run a school for a year. Yeah. So, bro, isn't that crazy? But they're not gonna have fans this year. That's the plan, right? Well, the the thing is, they can twenty percent capacity. Mm-hmm. That's still a lot of money when yeah. you think about it, bro. Mm-hmm. You have, what, six home games? Five home games? Mm-hmm. Bro, that's enough money to run the school for the whole year. They're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Those big universities, no way. it's too much money. Right. Even if you don't think they'll like delay it to like January like they did with high school? Nah, bro. It's too much money, bro. It's just like... And you know how like the NFL, the NBA, they're all basically... 
year round because of like agreements. Like yeah. they don't want to collide into one another. So nah. If you push football back, that means you're gonna have to push football, um, base or basketball back. Right. You can't do that. You know. Yeah. Too much money. Mm-hmm. That's what's tough though. I mean, I feel like in the high schools they're throwing it, and then junior college they just announced too that they're pushing it back to the spring. They're gonna push football back to the spring. Yeah, football. All the all the fall sports. So football, soccer. Water polo, they're getting pushed to the spring. That's crazy. They're going to stagger them, though, where, like, football starts in January and some of those other sports, and then baseball is going to start, like, in late March. You know so I mean? it's going to push everything back? So yeah. how are, when are they ever going to get back on track? That's I don't thing. know. That's, that's the thing with this. It's all going to be unforeseen. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to take, like, two years maybe to get back on track. Yeah. Because you can start football back on track the following year. It just can be shorter off season. you know? And that's – every football player love that. People mm-hmm. hate seven-on-sevens and yeah. – Yeah. No, you didn't like that? I, I played quarterback. I always thought it was too fake. Mm-hmm. Like, bro. True. You don't have the line You don't have you. the line. You don't have pressure. So I'm sitting there. And I had a decent arm, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like – it's easier to pick apart – no yeah. one, you know, yeah. that's why they want a quarterback to be tall. If you could have a 5'7 quarterback, mm-hmm. like Kyler Murray, you know, like, yeah. it'd be easy for him. Yeah. He has a cannon, you know? I always thought it was too fake, you know? Okay. I liked it, though, like, from a defensive standpoint, just because it really challenged you because you didn't have the pass rush. And so, but I remember they would time you. I think you only had, like, four and a half or five seconds, that's right? a lot of time as it, a quarterback. True. Though. It is a lot of time. But I just remember, like, like, as a defense, at least we had a really good defense at Villa Park. So yeah. we were always up for the challenge. And I remember, like, we played in a few... Seven on seven tournaments like I went um like Pomona Bonita yeah. area, and we got to the championship a lot and like we I don't think we ever we think we won once but we lost a few times too, but it was it was just like a challenge again because you're either playing zone or man to man but you got to be that much better of course because like you said the quarterback has no rush and no then rush you got to be like that much closer to the receiver yeah I like playing defense though like you said when defense seven on seven you can work your technique a lot exactly we used to go to mission viejo like i said all the money is yeah. in south orange county so we went to mission viejo they had um i forgot his name he was like a uh a d1 quarterback he went to like san jose state they had mm-hmm. a d1 receiver and i always got the d1 receiver and i was like i don't think that d like whatever d1 d2 i don't think it really matters bro mm-hmm. if you're a baller you're a baller you know exactly a lot of people are not really ballers like that mm-hmm. and me. some people are late bloomers too a lot you that's know that's the thing you know that's what i say about Jalen. like he was just so dedicated like coach white would always be like oh he he's gonna be the one and i was like i don't know bro like i don't know he's not the fastest he's not the strongest he's not the biggest but like i see what he meant like he's the most dedicated most humble and he's yeah. gonna stick to it so when he got drafted, I was like, Jesus Christ, like shit, good for him, you know. Like mm-hmm. I almost wanted to cry because you know I knew I knew Jalen and like his cousin, like his cousin was my grade, mm-hmm. his girl cousin. So I'm like, since we were like 13, so mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing I remember too is like there's always, especially playing at junior college, that opens up your eyes to how many talented players that don't make it to the next level because they screwed up a grade, got in legal trouble just bad attitudes bad work ethic or you know what i mean like Hell and there's yeah. a lot of like people who don't even come out of high school they're like 23 24 because they realize what they were doing wasn't what they want to do and they come back yeah but there's you know it's like you said it's kind of like those high school guys that are the super fast ones or the super just big lineman guys but you know something one thing or another didn't work out and they weren't as dedicated you Hell know? yeah dedication is a key to like i feel like anything in life and that's what people don't tell you like i used to let like football players copy off me and like hell They'd be like, bro, I got like twenty bucks. Let me, 
Like here, here's a sketch. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And you know, twenty bucks at eighteen, like you get fifty dollars a day. Like damn, I have to work at Jack in the Box because I worked at Jack in the Box. Mm-hmm. So I was happy. I was like, fuck that, I'm not going to Jack in the Box. You know? Yeah, I remember in college I would start writing uh, essays for people. Yeah, it was easy. It was bro. just natural for it's me. Easy. You know what I mean? You like school too? Yeah, I was pretty. I was. I never really liked it, but I was good at it. Yeah, I like school. Mm-hmm. Get me out the house, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My parents stressed school, and so, like, they always rewarded me because I was good at school. Yeah. But if it was, like, up to me, I probably wouldn't have gone to college. You wouldn't have? No, just because I... But at 18, I didn't know what I wanted to do either. So I'm glad they forced me, and I kind of found my lane on what I wanted to do. Nah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. I went to college because I'm like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. You know? I'm not about to work at Jack in the Box, bro. Yeah. Fuck that, you know? Exactly. But I like college. I like I like the concept of school. I just think it's bullshit. You have to pay so much, you know? Yeah. Dude, I'm gonna be a debt. Yeah, like, and if you want to go somewhere good, like USC, even oh, you yeah. said Michigan too. I think uh, I was listening to a podcast, but they said out of state tuition for one year at Michigan is like fifty five grand. Uh, it makes sense. I'm though. like, bro, that's crazy. But imagine like being a student at Michigan. It's so much different than being a student at like, mm-hmm. you know, Cal, Cal State, state Fullerton. Fullerton. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the lifestyle, like. Bro, you're you're the only thing in town, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, Cal State Fullerton, bro, we go to, like, USC parties, UCLA parties. Mm-hmm. Like, no, when you're at USC, you're staying at USC, yeah. you know? It's crazy. Like, you're the center of talk of the town, you know Literally, you know, UCLA and USC. Mm-hmm. Everything else, Cal State LA, uh, Dominguez Hills, uh, yeah. yeah, who cares? Yeah, because going back to the school thing, I was, like, a 3.5 GPA student, like, always, like, half Bs, half A's, Yeah, right? me too, for sure, yeah. And then my senior year, I tore my ACL football, but I remember, like, I lost all motivation to just do schoolwork, you know what I mean? I remember, like, yeah. one of my teachers had to get on me so I could pass with a D. So I remember I got, like, a few Ds <laughs> in my last semester just because I was, like, in a funk, you know? Yeah. But, like, I remember, like, my parents were super upset that I didn't apply to any colleges because I tore it second week of the year. So, yeah, so you didn't play none in your senior year? Basically, no. I played in the first game, and that was it, you know? How did you tear it? My brother tore his ACL. So I tore it. It was in practice at Fred Kelly in a turf field. Yeah. Um, I was blitzing off the edge, and then it was a sweep. So I was a linebacker, you know, trying yeah. to chase down the running back, but the fullback was behind me. He put he it was an illegal block in the back. You? Yeah. But um, I took like too big of a step, and it just hyperextended. Oh, that's Because he pushed me, I had too much momentum, and I just took too big of a step, and I heard three pops, and then I fucking collapsed. That shit was like that. You know how some people have pain and like, and some yeah. people don't even feel it. I was like hundred percent pain, bro. He was like hundred percent. Yeah, felt like it. yeah. And I remember too, it sucked because like that was a bad day of practice for the team because a few other guys got hurt. None of them were season ending, but like I remember one guy got a concussion, um, one guy hurt his shoulder, and another guy like hurt his ribs or something like that. So I was the last one to get injured, and so I remember coaches called practice. But I, I remember I was like rolling around because I was like. I you couldn't it control over, it. Yeah. And then I just remember, like, I don't really cuss that much, but I was letting off every F-bomb I could, bro, because <laughs> it was just, it was like, every time I feel pain now, I always compare it back to that, and I'm like, it's all right, does it really hurt that bad? No? Then all right, you're fine. You know yeah. what I mean? You had to get the surgery and everything. Yeah, I had to get the surgery. And it was crazy, too, you know, Kaiser, they're pretty good in, like, some aspects, but the earliest surgery did I could get was December. So I tore yeah. it in September, and I had, like, three months of, like, just using, I, I think I had to use a crutch for, like, two weeks. Damn, I have Kaiser too. I tore my um, like meniscus. I like, yeah. ripped them when I was younger. That's mm-hmm. why I think I'm so short. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. It took away. I hate being short. Yeah. yeah. I was young. I was like 10, mm-hmm. 11. So, you know, growth pace and all that. But yeah, yeah I got Kaiser too. That's mm-hmm. crazy. I always had good with Kaiser. Yeah. It was a good surgery. Don't get me wrong. It was just. It's a long wait. To have a I three mean, month wait, you know? Girls rip their ACL a lot. Like soccer girls. Yeah. So you oh, probably 100%. have to wait. Like, because girls rip their shit instantly. Mm-hmm. 
that's who you know how you do physical rehab for yeah, that kind of stuff it's all girls it was huh? a lot of girls Hell especially yeah. soccer players and i remember the guy the trainer he was pretty dope he told me like they have wider hips and so like the angles affected differently oh for real yeah it was like a like a geometry thing you know what i'm saying because yeah. the wider hips and like the angles on the knees are gonna be different yeah my cousin she ripped like both her acls i'm mm-hmm. like damn you yeah. know how that happened but makes sense now mm-hmm. it's tough basketball players too for real basketball, for girls, basketball players yeah oh they're, girl they're basketball cutting, players yeah. okay yeah i, like, I didn't know guys guy guy basketball players don't get hurt they just mm-hmm. be soft huh yeah <laughs> they, just be, they just be girls about everything yeah sprained ankle and they're out for like a week uh, you know? it's like get on the field bro yeah but going back to the school thing, just to kind of finish what I was saying, is like going into community college, I had no idea what I wanted to do, yeah. but I finished with the AA. I chose communications because I feel like that's what like a lot of athletes did. Yeah. And then, you know, I remember my counselor was like super surprised. I finished in like the two, I finished two and a half years, almost three. Oh, you did good. You did yeah. good. It took me like three and a half, but I got two A's. Yeah. Know? Oh, that's tight. So that's, that's better. I wish I did a little bit more at community college, kind of explore around cheaper. a little bit. Yeah, it's cheaper, exactly, yeah. you know what I mean? And to pull up with, like, a few AAs and maybe a certificate, it's like, you yeah, know, that cool. looks good, yeah. too. But I remember, like, he was, like, super surprised, like, yeah, you could transfer, and then he looked at my GPA, he's like, 3.7, bro, don't, like, apply to anywhere, like, you can get into anywhere. Oh, you had a 3.7 at the JC? Yeah. Oh, you was going crazy. Yeah, but that's the thing, like, I ne- like throughout my schooling career, I never worked hard, bro. Like, Did you work I don't, hard at the JC? I worked, no, like, not in school, because even then, I was, I played football for one year, and I was, yeah. like, on it, and then I quit. But I was still thinking, like, wherever I transfer to, I want to play and at least try and walk on, right? Yeah. And so my goal was, like, still working out on the side. And then I had, like, work, too. At a, at, I worked at a big five. That was my first Oh, job. that's hard, though. Yeah. yeah. With sports and shit. Sports, yeah. But, like, those were, like, my two areas of focus. I just, I feel like I had a good memory. So it was, like, easy for me on, like, the history stuff or theories. Because I could do it. like, oh, yeah, I remember what that is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, a good GPA. You should have went to USC or something. <laughs> Yeah, but it was just expensive, you know. It was way too expensive, yeah. And then, you know, I ended up going to Sacramento, and I walk, I, I tried to walk on, did the tryouts and everything. I had a homie that I played with at high school there too. Um, did really good in the tryouts, but he just told me he's like, you know what, like, you're just a little shorter, too small, and so he's like, they told you to-. that, yeah, Man, yeah. Maybe would let you get in the pads. Or I know that's like, bro. I told him too before I even started talking. Maybe that was like what was wrong too. I just like, I don't care if like I'm just a special teams guy or like, just, uh, I just want to be in the locker room, you know. I kind of, I didn't sound desperate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't want to say, like, sound desperate, but, like, you know, I'll, I'll be, like, you know, whatever, you know, I'll hold the equipment, that kind of thing, you nah, know, yeah. whatever. You tell them that? Yeah. yeah like, kiss my ass, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Put me on the field, you yeah. know, make a play. <laughs> but, yeah, he just told me, like, you're a little bit undersized, and, you know, not too fast to be a safety, and I was just like, oh, okay, and so that was it. But I found, like, radio, and, like, I did the newspaper thing over there, too, and that's how I kind of got into journalism, and that how that's how I found the area I wanted to go down. Yeah. So I guess it worked out in the end. You know, had I made a team, I don't know if I would have found that. But I think you would have found it. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything that's supposed to happen to you is gonna happen to you. you that's know true. What I'm yeah, but it was cool. Like I got to be at all the football games in the broadcast booth and did yeah. it for like a little student radio station. And then same thing with basketball and baseball and like you I like grew- all sports. Yeah, I pretty much grew up playing those three. Um, baseball too. Yeah, that's baseball crazy. too, and you know like. I didn't really play soccer a whole lot, but I've kind of gotten into soccer, like, as i gotten older. Older, yeah. Hockey, I know a little bit. I know the basics, but I feel like it was it was super dope to, like, that was the second place to, place to be in, in a game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in the field. It was, like, in the booth working with people. I remember at halftime, they give you, like, a little, like, sandwich and chips, and so I was like, damn, <laughs> that's cool, <laughs> you, you like, know? turn up, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so it was, like, living the life a little bit, you know? Yeah. I can't wait to do that shit on a major level. I mean, it's coming, you know, as long as you manifest it, I mm-hmm. think you... I mean you're working so yeah that's all you can do mm-hmm. what about school for you 
School for me, I was terrible. At the JC, mm-hmm. I was terrible. I had like a, um, honestly, I'm going to tell the truth. I had like a 2.4. Mm-hmm. But I was like, bro, I'm telling you, as soon as I got my job at Jack in the Box, my grades was like, <laughs> like, I was like, and I didn't realize, like, I'm so stupid. I didn't realize I had to have a good GPA to go to another university. Mm-hmm. I actually got into a good school, too. I got into USC. Mm-hmm. So, Damn. I'm going in the fall. I'm going, like, in the next couple couple weeks, you Congrats, know? Congrats, man. Shit. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, I got connected in, you know? It wasn't just me. Mm-hmm. So, the funny thing about that is, like, yeah, the JC was different to me because it wasn't, like, I wasn't motivated, you know? Like, mm-hmm. in high school, you got football. You got your friends. Yeah. Like, I'll go to the JC, take the bus home, straight down Harbor, mm-hmm. go to Jack in the Box. And I only worked, like, 15 hours a week. I'm not going to lie and be like, I was a slave, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I still just hated the concept of, like, bro, I'm flipping tacos, bro, at 6.30 a.m. Like, yeah. this is terrible. But school was all... I like school, but the JC kind of, like... Alter my opinion of school. I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. so many people would drop out. Yeah. Like, how am I not getting classes and you know half the class is going to drop out? Dude, I hated that. And the first day, it was like such a battle to fucking bro. get that seat. But you know, like two weeks later, like the kids who got the seat would fucking drop. Would drop. They'd be like, oh, it's too much homework. You're yeah. like, bro, you, it's school. Like, it's, it's so going to be su- hard, bro. And I remember teachers would try and knock, like, weed those people out on the first day. And, and people would stick through it, like, yeah, I'm committed. I'm committed. And bro, it's still the first month. Yeah. A fall semester is the worst. Mm hmm. Spring is easy because no one pops up in spring. Everyone's yeah. going to be like, oh, fall, fall. He's yeah. Like, All right. Got my class in the spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's tough, man. I, that's the one thing about community colleges. They're so overcrowded. It's hard. People could be there for four or five years, you know? <laughs> Bro, I was there for like three, mm-hmm. three and a half. But that's still not bad. Yeah, my last couple semesters, like I said, I had to retake an English class. You know, retaking classes. And mm-hmm. So it was easy, though. Overall, I think about like, I just wasn't dedicated. You know, I was young. Yeah. Had a girlfriend and stupid shit like that, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So what did, what degrees did you finish with? I have a um, degree in math and science and okay. social sciences. Okay. So two A's, yeah. Social sciences, is that like uh, sociology or what? I get, bro, honestly, like, I'm going to tell the truth. Like, I did, I was just taking classes, bro. Then they was like, oh, you apply for these AAs. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, mm-hmm. give me all the AAs I want. So I'm guessing it's like psychology. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like history because social sciences is so mm-hmm. blurred, you know? Yeah. I know math and science, I took stats. I took, like, um, business calculus algebra. Damn, you know, okay. shit like that. You know, the math 100. Mm-hmm. But I was good at math in high school. Yeah. I took, like, uh, what is it? Algebra 2? I don't know. What's the one after that? Pre-cal? Pre-cal, yeah. Yeah, yeah pre-cal. I, I took yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. You know, shit you'll never use in life. And you're like, why am I? Why yeah, am I, bro. Why am I here, bro? Like, honors pre-cal, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't care, you know? Mm-hmm. When it's Friday, I want to play football. That's it. And go exactly, home. Exactly, yeah. But they just try and move you up the ladder. And I remember my senior year in high school, I tried not to take a math. But they're like, no, nah, like, because I took pre-cal my junior year. And they're like. They made either. you take the math? Yeah, they, but I, I didn't take calculus. They My math teacher kept pushing for calculus. But I was like, go, oh, I got a C in pre-cal. Like, I'm yeah. not, not going to get anything better in calculus. Yeah, you know? nah. So I just took like a, it was like our stats class. And that was considered like the easier yeah, math as a senior. They wanted trig, mm-hmm. trigonometry. I didn't take a math my senior year either. I was the same as you. I was like. Bro, I barely squeezed out of here with a C minus, bro. I'm not going back, you know, pre count honors too. Mm-hmm. I found Valley is like, bro, the smartest of the smartest <laughs> kids, bro. And I was yeah. like, bro, I'm not. I remember the whole, like, my whole football team was like, you? Yeah. Like, nigga, hell yeah, that's me. <laughs> like, yeah. it's crazy, you know? Yeah, because all of them are still in freaking Algebra 1. Yeah, or something, bro. You know? you know, you got sophomores on the team, mm-hmm. or you got, like, freshman so mm-hmm. like damn bro i'm in consumers math like, <laughs> i don't know you know yeah. 
It's That's crazy. Cool, okay, so you went to OCC though, right? I went to OCC for a summer to play football. See, I'm weird, bro. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go go to um Fullerton. I was like way too far. But I wanted to go to OCC because I live. If you know where Fountain Valley is, yeah, you know where the OC Observatory is, yeah. So Not basically, Harvard. I live yeah pretty close to that area, that Kaiser too. Okay. So I'm like, I'm gonna go to OCC. And I went to OCC, and that's when I realized, I'm like, bro, I can do it, but if I ripped my ACL out, I would be so mad. Mm-hmm. So once I started thinking like that, I was like, I shouldn't be on the field, bro, because something bad is going to happen, you know? Yeah. And I wasn't dedicated, so then I just went back to Fullerton. Mm, that's where you finished up at? Yeah, school-wise, yeah. yeah. Fullerton's a nice campus, too, It's nice. To some of the other community colleges around here. Yeah. I, I took a tour to all the schools, because I wanted to play after. Mm-hmm. I went to Santa Ana. They wanted me there. So I was like, nah, Santa, you got suck, you know? Yeah. Golden West, they're like, what position you play? I'm like, I play everything. <laughs> and he, he's like, could you play slot? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm not a receiver, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's crazy. But I'm from Buena Park, so Fullerton College is right there by Fullerton High School. Yeah. Everything, so it's cool. And the cool thing about Fullerton, there's a lot of history there. Because like I told you earlier, there's I had the internship there and doing yeah. like a lot of the sports stuff. But you just learn, like, they one, they've been around for so long. I think, like, 1908 was, like, the first year that they've been yeah, around. Yeah, it's crazy. So they're over, like, 100-something years old. And then they got, like, a bunch of, like, Jim Fassel, who works with the Rams. Yeah. Who went to Fullerton College. They've had a lot of ex-NFL players that played in the 80s um, and 90s and shit like that. For sure. And, and so they just have crazy history. And then they had really good other programs, too, like softball and, and water yeah. polo. And they're pretty historic. And you got some big names coming out of there. Yeah. Even out of the theater program, too. I, I can't think of any of the names off the top of my head. But I remember just hearing these names. I was like, oh, shit. Like, that dude made that movie. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It was like, oh, crap. No, I like Fullerton. Like, the more... You know, when you look back on something, like, when you first go, you're like, this is whack. Like, why am I here? But looking back on it, it was cool. You know, like, that atmosphere. You know, Cal State Fullerton is down the street, too, you mm-hmm. know? And I, that's when I realized, like, I think college is a scam. Because a lot of Cal State Fullerton kids would be like, yeah, I'm just taking a class over here because it's cheaper. I'm like... Mm-hmm. What's the point? Like, you're yeah. just stay at Cal State Fullerton and go crazy, but it's like, it's cheaper. You might as well go to a junior college first. I think that's like, especially if you come from like a lower income household sure. or even like lower middle class, just save up the money. Even middle class. If you don't know, just go straight to exactly. That's I feel like too. that's the thing. You could be rich as hell, but if you don't know what you want to do, which I feel like 99.9% of us <laughs> don't know what the, like, we're just like, all right, college, I yeah what alright yeah I'm down <laughs> you know that's how I felt mm-hmm. so then yeah just go to a JC I used to think my mom and dad were crazy cause I was like I'm not going to a JC fuck this mm-hmm. you know like, yeah cause there is that stigma go. you know yeah exactly They're where the losers go or like <laughs> you'll see like the 40 year olds there too and so you bro that like, used to bug me too cause <laughs> You'll be in class and it'd be like a forty year old that asks every question that he ever bro. wanted to ask and you'd be like, Shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> like I'm trying to go home, you know? Yeah. Do you or like even like the forty year olds that always will challenge like what the professor did. You, you ever sure? have one of those? Yeah, are of you course. sure? Like, bro, he's teaching the class. Like let bro, him teach just let him talk. We wanna leave. Yeah. <laughs> we wanna leave thirty minutes early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is crazy to see the junior college hustle because then there is those parents or there, there's parents there, right? They have like kids and like their kids could be fully grown and they're still trying to do college. They got full-time jobs and trying yeah. to do junior college. That's the, that's the first time in my mind I was like, oh, yeah, college is like a lifetime, like, dedication, you know? Because yeah. there would be guys, like you said, I asked, like, how old are you? And they'd be like, 28. Well, now 28 doesn't sound old, you mm-hmm. know? But I was like, bro, I'm 18. 18 like, yeah. bro, why are you here? Like, go live, dog. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. 
you're taking all the room for people like me, you know, <laughs> like that thinking selfish, but now it's like, bro, they're trying to just better their lives just like all of us, you mm-hmm. know? So that was a crazy like realization I had. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing too, not everyone goes to the community college right after high school. Like a lot of people go to the military. Most of them don't. And they get know? that when you're in the military, you get that free tuition and shit. Yeah. So like they go to the junior college route and everything. I met a lot of people from the military that did yeah. that. So it's just kind of crazy to get like people from all different walks of life, you know? Yeah, it is crazy. But at 18, you can't tell an 18 year old like, bro, you're gonna be 24 one day. Like it's not that old. Like, yeah. Fuck this old dude is. Why is he in my class, bro? Go home. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was to me like that. Like I had a dude like that. He played on the Golden West team. And he's all tatted. He was in prison for like six years, right? But he was like a 26 year old, and I remember like he was so wise, like bro, to all us 18, 19 year olds trying to make the team. He knew he wasn't, he couldn't, because I think that he was past the age limit to play at a D1 or even D2. Oh, but for he, real? There's an age limit? Yeah, at, at those levels. But junior college, I think you could be however old. Like, yeah, bro. You could be 30 and play if you wanted bro, when to. when I would practice with Fullerton, there would be guys like 27. I was like, bro, what are you doing out here? Yeah, but that's basically what he was like. But yeah. he was, because he, he lived life, you know what I'm saying? And he, he said he used to, like, deal drugs and everything in that area. And so, like... You know, he just came back out. He had a kid, so I think that's what, like, made him clean. Mm-hmm. And he was just, you know, but he was super tatted. Like, he had to get some lasered stuff to get off his neck because yeah. he wanted to clean up his look. But it was, to me, like, that was a huge growing experience to learn from this 26-year-old who had yeah. been to prison, who had who has all a kid, things, yeah. all types of things. And we're just like, fuck, man. Like, I thought high school was hard, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did all this crazy shit? Crazy. Yeah. So going back to your music, who, who kind of inspired your style and, like, make them a make the music the way you do now oh you mean like artist wise or mm-hmm. just like artist wise yeah well bro obviously like I'm a, I'm a huge Lil Wayne fan I think everyone from Running Park was just in that tear like in 2009 mm-hmm. like after Carter 3 to like 2011 I think everyone was a Wayne fan so Lil Wayne but older the older I get I like Dom Kennedy I like more like mm-hmm. realistic rappers if that makes sense you know yeah. I feel like Wayne is so animated in like overworldly you know yeah he's like the if we like can compare to like sports he's like the odell beckham mm. of like rap music flamboyant you know? yeah flamboyant like you don't see guys like that ever in the streets you know like super tatted super you know yeah so, yeah wearing like the red and purple like yeah colors, everything like, just crazy stuff. you know just larger than life you know so like now like you know i like nipsey a lot i like Casey Veggies, like more. oh, you like Casey Veggies? Yeah, I like all music, bro. That's yeah, like, for sure. Casey Veggies is my guy. Yeah. I used to listen to him a lot. Man, yeah. the crazy thing about Casey Veggies is like I was I was a big fan of him in high school. Yeah, but I remember he would perform at like local places, even in LA. Yeah. But I never had like a friend group, someone was, in my friend group that liked him. So there was a lot of times where I just like didn't go to anything. Yeah, but I remember like like it was because no one like really knew about him. I I there was a few friends that kind of like heard about him, but no yeah. one was down. But I wish I was, like, as a younger kid, like, 18, 19, was just down to do stuff on my own like that. It's hard, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was definitely hard for me. No car, you know? My yeah. parents not going to let me use their car. They're like, you don't have a license. Like, shut up. You, know? but you, like, said, you said you took the bus, right? I would yeah. take the bus to Golden West, too. And like, yeah, it's crazy. I feel like the bus system's not, te- like, so hard. Obviously, getting back, like, from L.A. at night would have been hard to get yeah. back on the bus. No, nah, the bus isn't bad. It's just, like... I want to say, like, your pride. Like, I'm, I'm a very prideful person. So yeah. when I was on, like, the 543 down Harbor, like, my parents would drop me off at the bus stop. So uh, my parents are good, you know? Got mm-hmm. on my arm. So they mean a lot to me. But I was just like, bro, <laughs> I'm prideful. Why am I here? You yeah. know? Like, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, because, I, I, like, there's definitely, like, have you had a bad experience on the bus? 
I mean, other than it, like stinking or bums coming out, not really. Okay. I never had like people harass me because I'd just be in the back, you That's know, good, just yeah. listening to music. Same way how I am at home. Like, I just listen to music and just... But you, I feel like on the bus, you see a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. A lot, a lot of druggies, a lot of... For sure. You know, people like a mom with like three kids and they're all crying and she just... And she looks like she's ready to give up on life. She's flustered, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, you see a lot of that, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that's life, though. Mm-hmm. If you open your eyes, you see a lot more of that, too. Yeah. The older you get, you be like, damn. Yeah. I really complaining about something so minuscule. Yeah. You know? People like... There's people, like you said, three kids on the bus. Like, I couldn't even imagine being on the bus at 24, mm-hmm. let alone having, like, kids on the bus, you know? Yeah. That is crazy. What's your favorite Wayne song? Wayne, um, like, mainstream or just in general? In general. Sky's the Limit. Sky's the Limit? Mm-hmm. What album, or what mixtape was that? That was, the, I want to say Drought 3. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to get, like, the timeline. Because he's been around for a Drought minute. Drought 3 is, like, 07. Okay. Yeah. My favorite, like, mainstream Wayne song is, like, I've been in a simpy mood, so, like, uh, probably, like, Comfortable. Okay. On Carter 3. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you remember that, that song? Yeah. Yeah. Miss Officer is hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That one, yeah, that one is hard, bro. Yeah. No one's ever made a song like that, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's weird for, like, a thug guy to make a song like Lollipop. Yeah. In his prime, too, you mm-hmm. know? Even a song like I Feel Like Dying, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, I'm the cash money. I love look, Young Money. You know, Drake is my favorite artist, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he, that's, like you said, Young Money, they were able to find a lot of, like, rappers like that. Even Nicki Minaj came up Tiger. with there. You know, people Tiger. people forget, like, Tiger has $10 million, bro. That's a successful rapper. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't make a hundred million like Drake or Nicki, yeah. like t- if you made ten million dollars, you your family would be like you're successful as hell. You yeah, know? exactly. And if you're smart with it, that money could last you for a Forever, long time. You know? you know, hell yeah. Exactly. You got to do more outside with your platform. And for everything. sure. I mean, as an artist, you know, just like basically, bro, we're all entrepreneurs. You mm-hmm. know, so once this makes some money, you gotta put it into somewhere else. Put it somewhere exactly. else. Exactly. You can't buy a fat chain and just be like, fuck it. You know? Yeah, and always think this money's gonna come in. Yeah, you know, what you mean? gotta expect it to be a drought at yeah. some point. You know, because even uh, Dr. Dre, he was the first billionaire, right? Yeah. Hip hop with selling the beat. I think he sold the, the yeah, beats, beats logo for like a billion dollars to somebody, and I was like, that's crazy. But he was the first yeah. billionaire. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. They had a lot of hundred millionaires and everything, but he was the first billionaire. Yeah, the B, that's crazy. I can't even imagine being a millionaire, bro. Sometimes, like mm-hmm. I can imagine it, but it's like hard, you know? Yeah. Come from nothing, you'd be like, damn, bro, mm-hmm. a million? Yeah. A real million cash? You'd be mm-hmm. like, damn. Can you remind me? There was like a tweet that she sent me, but it was like. No one should be a billionaire because it was like she put it into perspective. Like a million seconds is like seven minutes, but then like a billion seconds was like how long? Like three hundred forty-six days. Like the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire yeah. was like a crazy disparity. Yeah, I don't think no one should be a billionaire. It's too many. I feel like I don't know. I believe in God, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think like if you have that much money, you should give away a lot of it or put people in position. Mm-hmm. Like I don't believe in just giving anyone just money unless. You know, you believe in our vision, but it should help a lot of people. It shouldn't be like a Jeff Bezos in this world. Yeah, what is he like? He's worth over hundred billion, right? Yeah, crazy. You mm-hmm. know, is he worth a trillion? Is he? I think he oh, is. Yeah, I, I think, think he is, bro. So it's just like crazy, bro. Like I think that's too much power for one man to have. You know? Yeah, and that's the crazy thing too. Like during this quarantine, like people like that got richer. He got richer. Like you people know? at the bottom got more poor and, you know, middle class <laughs> kind of got is. wiped out. But the fucking billionaires, billionaires, like they, they got more money. They had money to invest when, especially when the stock market was super low. They just they bought just everything. Flooded. Yeah, they yeah, bought yeah, everything yeah. and when it went back up, they made a bunch of money. It kind of is like one of those things where it's like, bro, like, 
your morality in, in life? Do you really care about people or do you just care about yourself? Mm-hmm. I feel like if I have more than what I wanted, you know, after you buy all the things that you want, you know, you might buy a Lamborghini, Ferrari, yeah. might buy your mom, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, how much is that? excess do you really need you know yeah. how many gold chains do you really need yeah. you know after 20 it's like you know i don't know what it is for anyone you know you might like mm-hmm. but it's like at some point you got to help other people i think that's what god will want you know mm-hmm. is that one of your end goals just to help like those around you and for your sure, parents bro. and everything i mean you come from nothing you know you come from nothing not saying this isn't nothing but mm-hmm. i'm sure if you had the means to put your parents in a 10 million dollar house you would you mm-hmm. know so i mean of course i, I know a lot of people that grew up with no mom and dad so a lot yeah. of a lot of shit to me is like way different you know mm-hmm. like even having that perspective you know one of my boys is in prison for life so he didn't have a mom or dad so it's like, yeah if you can help people like that it's tough man the, it is tough the parenting people the situation people are born into like affects you so much for sure you can and that's something that you as a kid you can't even fathom yeah you, you have know? control over it i'm complaining about a oh i don't have a ps2 and this you know my friend's mom smoking crack and my aunt is smoking crack. You know? Real life shit, you know? Yeah. Not stuff that people don't talk about often. Mm-hmm. Some people don't even have dads, you know what I'm saying? A lot. <laughs> Fatherless, you but know? But I think, honestly, and, like, not to lie, I think of all my friends in life that are African-American and black, you know? Mm-hmm. I think me, a real African from Nigeria, Jalen, and a few other people had their dads. So, like... 95% of my friends didn't have dads, bro. Yeah. Never even seen them. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, my dad over there. But it's like, but I've never seen him, mm-hmm. you know? It's crazy. crazy. yeah. And that affects you a lot. Like, I know my, my father came with, uh, he never knew his father growing exactly. up. But I know him, like, just even trying to be a father to me, it was tough, like, growing up. Because I know, yeah. he, you know, no one's perfect. I can't say he was, like, the perfect dad. But him just even being there is, like, a huge plus to, bro. like you said, a lot of my friends that didn't have their fathers. And even... Well, he experienced with no father and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy. Like like you said, they have no control over that when you're born. You can't, you know, bro. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why the way you are is because your pops, you know. Mm-hmm. The shit that you didn't get into and the mm-hmm. shit you could have get into yeah. is because you're like, I want to make my dad proud, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel, you know. A lot of my friends gangbanging shit. Stupid shit to me, but, you know, I understand when you don't got a mom or a dad or your mom is on EBT and don't have no money. Mm-hmm. Always know? working and out Always the house. Always working, you know. I can see how you can dip and dabble into other stuff. So a lot of things, you know, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom, too. So mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to hear that, you know? Yeah. A lot of shit, you know? So I had a good life, mm-hmm. you know? Why do you, in, like, your own personal opinion, like, why do you think there is such a large population, especially in the black community, that grow up without fathers? Because young, bro, you know? If you have a kid at 18, what? You know? If yeah. that makes sense. Imagine, I'm not going to say anything, but imagine the girlfriend you had at 18, if you know? Mm-hmm. And you stand with her, you know? It's, yeah. it's rare. So a lot of kids are having kids. Mm-hmm. You're 18, you're a kid. I, feel, I still feel like a kid, bro. I can't yeah. believe I'm 24 <laughs> half the time. I'm like, bro, how am I like, where did the time go, you know? So it's like, I couldn't imagine how to be mature. You have a kid at 16, you wake up and you're 19, you're like, bro, fuck this, you know? And just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I could never put myself in that position because, like I said, my parents had me at 30. Mm-hmm. So they were adults, adults, at least, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's weird. It's crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of statistics, though, that, like, go against kids who grew up without fathers. For sure. Like, whether it's jail time, you know, successfulness in college you or whatever. See it, maybe. You see, like I said, like, you see, like, Jalen. He had a mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Successful. Mm-hmm. You know, 
a lot of people that have a mom and dad, even if they're not perfect, like I said, my mom and dad are not perfect, but they tried the best they can for yeah for me and my younger brother. So mm-hmm. it's like you got to reward that by not being a dickhead, a complete dickhead, you know, yeah. not running the streets, not having kids, mm-hmm. not doing drugs. So I feel like when you have that guidance, it helps you be more clear minded when yeah and it's balanced too because your mom could give you like the, the empathy the love of course they're more like that's just typically what they are more more yeah. of the time or not but then like the men usually in the household are, are yeah. a little bit more like strict stern like you said they'll get on you if you try and do any like yeah stupid shit, stupid shit. you know i used to think my dad was a dickhead i used to like really be like i'm like why do you have your hat backwards this dumb shit you know like that get off my dick you know yeah but now that i'm older i understand what he was trying to enforce like discipline you know yeah now i come home like i don't live with my parents but now he's like bro do what you want to do, you know? When I was 18, it was like, bro, literally, I was like, I want to go to a party. He'd be like, go. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, damn, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, my dick two two years ago, you know, about, like, dumb shit. Like, why do you want a headband? Why do you want a wristband? Why do you want to do this? I was like, yeah. bro, I'm young, you know? Uh-huh. But I understand now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just as a man, I'm like, okay. He is setting it up. So now I'm not just completely, like, buck wild or girl crazy or nothing. Like, that's detrimental. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You ever plan on, or do you ever see yourself having kids in the future? Bro, in this future, uh, maybe like 10 years, bro, you know? <laughs> okay. I need some money. I feel like if my parents had a little bit more money, it would have been easier and stress less stressful, you know? Because yeah. having a kid is stressful as fuck. Yeah, know? 100%, man. But if you had, let's just say, easy amount of $50,000 in a bank, mm-hmm. I feel like it would be a lot more easier, you mm-hmm. know? The more the the more the better, you of know. Course. Obviously, but I wouldn't want to be right now. Like in the next two years, I couldn't. In the next four years, I couldn't see myself having a kid. Yeah, but and for, most people don't, you know. Yeah, and for me, it's maturity. Like I want to be more mature. I I definitely like financially is like a big thing too. I want to like be a little bit more financially stable. Well, I don't think there's like a perfect financial like no for sure you know state to be in but i just want to be a little bit more mature like before i have a kid i want to do other things too you know exactly yeah it's hard to do that with a kid once you got a kid on your hand yeah bro. a lot of my friends they have kids and i'm just like wow bro like i don't know how you do it bro i'm still thinking about like i want this tattoo right here you know like (laughs) i'm thinking about so small things you're really having to feed another human being you know yeah which is like feed them clothe them diapers aren't bro be there for them you know like stuff that like Bro, it's 11.30. I'm trying to go out. Like, well, yeah. you can't do that when yeah, you have a seat. Yeah, just go to sleep, man. Yeah, yeah. go to sleep, bro. <laughs> Be quiet, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But that's one thing, too, about the financial thing. I'll, I'll say this. We used to grow up in Santa Ana, and mm-hmm. then we moved to this nicer and bigger house. I, I will say, like, while it is, it was, I think, it, like, overall, it was beneficial for me to grow up in this neighborhood and go to Villa Park and go to the, meet the people that I met. Yeah. It definitely was, I could see more stress for my parents to try and accommodate to this style of living. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know we went on, like, less vacations once we moved over here. And, like... Yeah. So, you know, like, there's sacrifices that had to be made. You know what I'm saying? I know they didn't, like... They're not the type of parents to have the fancy purses or clothes yeah, or anything. Sure. Cars. They have, like, you know, older cars and shit that they just try and made work. But, you know, it's it's all about sacrifices, yeah. I know. But then getting me up out of that situation was, like, overall, I think, better for me, you know? I believe so. You think, like, going from Santa Ana to, um, like, this area, Villa Park, Orange, mm-hmm. you think it helped your perspective? 100%, because I yeah. think, I don't want to say, like, all my friends in Santa Ana did bad things, or not even just, they, I will not even say they did bad things, they just didn't do things that I had, like, They just stayed for. normal. Yeah. Exactly, they kind of stayed, stayed normal. Same. Stagnant. Mm-hmm, a little bit more stagnant, and yeah. I feel like when you meet people out here, there's a lot more people who come from generational wealth, and college was more of the for acceptable, sure. college was more of the norm. 
you you, you saw friends with more two parent households for and that sure. kind of was like a normal thing for you. So I just felt like it pushed other ideals on me. I'm glad. I'm always grateful that I grew up in Santa Ana. And for you sure. could, there's people who do go to college and be successful. Of course, out of Santa you know, Ana. you're just saying the out of ten is probably yeah, exactly seven people that go to college and do things and mm. three over there. Exactly, you know it, the odds are just a little bit more against. Yeah, you. for sure. I felt that way too when I went to um, when I went from Buena Park to Fountain Valley. It was like a new world. Yeah, I was like, damn, bro, you guys <laughs> care about like. At Buena Park, we cared about, like, our phones or Jordans. Like, bro, you guys have cars. You guys are going on vacation. Bro. You guys have two-parent households. Like, Buena Park, we're, we're focused on Louis belts. Mm-hmm. You know, just, yeah. just kid, like, stupid. Because Chief Keef was high. Like, you were mm-hmm. like, true religion jeans. And, like, yeah. like, wow, bro. Like, these kids don't give a fuck about none of the material things. But they're living life way better than us. Mm-hmm. They're taking vacations to Aspen, you know. Yeah, no, dude, that's know? the thing too. They go on cruise ships cruise every ships, summer and, and everything. And when you when you spend money on material shit, like it's just material for that moment. But you gotta have to spend money on like experiences, you know. Yeah, that's a huge thing. Where, where are some places you want to travel to? I know you mentioned that a few times. Bro, I want to travel like a lot of places, like Egypt, Nigeria, yeah. a lot of Africa, you know. Why Egypt? Uh, I don't know, kings and queens, you know, Nigeria. The pyramids African. and shit? Yeah. I want to see that, too. Yeah, I go to Japan, you know, you like fashion. I like bait, shit mm-hmm. like that. Korea. You mm-hmm. know, just everywhere, bro, wherever you can touch, you know? Like, mm-hmm. why limit yourself to being in America, yeah. let alone just Orange County, California? Yeah, but I feel LA. like there's a lot to see in the U.S., too. Like, it I've never been lot. to Seattle, New York, even. Like, no, for sure. Chicago. And that's like... I feel like we can go there easy. Mm-hmm. That's very obtainable. You don't need a passport. True. But I want to see, like, life, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like I said, going from one part to Fountain Valley, you just realize, like, I'm not culture shocked because it's all the same, but it's <laughs> like, damn, bro. Like, we're thinking about so, like, imagine going somewhere and a person doesn't have food and you're mm-hmm. just complaining, oh, bro, I want a cheeseburger. It's like, bro, this person that died for a cheeseburger yeah Bread, like you know? yeah like a you know? half a cheeseburger yeah you know what you know i'm mean? saying so i think perspective change it helps a lot you mm-hmm. know and you mentioned too getting the experience of different cultures like me going from orange county to sacramento was a huge culture huge. shock for me i too. can imagine you know mm-hmm. that's crazy because i have a friend that goes to sac state you know mm-hmm. he's a little younger but i'm pretty sure you were like damn you know mm-hmm. even even like you said you play football so openly like even the black people are a little bit different up there you like damn like that, yeah. that shit is a lot different than you know where i'm from you know mm-hmm. you've been to la and stuff you know like i always tell people like a southern black person and a black person from la is way different 100 mm-hmm. percent, and way even like a black person from the east coast or detroit area, yeah, it's you know? way different like i said up north mexicans and down you know yeah exactly because you know? i remember even like when mtv got big you kind of saw like rappers outside of like the local area right yeah. so i remember like you see the rappers from new york and like their big jackets and bro it's their fashion hats. yeah ti would wear the hat fucking yeah. weird too and i'm just like bro like no one dresses like that in la Hell you know no. or, like Hell orange no. county that's like... what i'm saying <laughs> that's 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 good and bad though because i feel like L- like i just use la in general because it's like the hub of whatever mm-hmm. it's just like we're too stuck with like low riders and mm-hmm. gang banging culture which i think is lame lame mm-hmm. as hell you know yeah you think so yeah, I just think it's, it's like, overdrawn, you know? Mm-hmm. I think being a crib or being a blood is just, like, I mean, when you're black, that's so normal, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to school at Blueface, too. Oh, no, did you? High. Yeah. He went to Buena Park? Buena Park Junior High, I swear to God. Oh, yeah. shit. Cool dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I went to school with a bunch of people. Rash- Rashad Penny, her sister. I knew her sister. Mm-hmm. I knew her sister and shit. 
Yeah, Blueface is a cool dude. Like that's why I think it's funny when you see certain people like that. You be like, oh, I really know this guy. You know, yeah. without well, going into details. You know, what high, what high school did he go to? He went to um, he went to a gang of high schools. He went to um, Valencia mm. in Valencia. Um, Damn, I had no idea it was from around here, yo. <laughs> Come on, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, he went. He played um, Bonaparte. Um, not Bonaparte. Anaheim Pop Warner. Okay. So he's from out here, but you know how it goes. Yeah. You represent where. Where the money's at, or yeah, wherever you mean, sure. where the fame's gonna. That's what I'm saying. That shit is lame as hell to me, but he's a millionaire, so you can't tell him shit. You know? I know, bro, but it's. I, I wish people represented where they're really from. That's, exactly. That's the only thing. That's why I push Bonnie Park so tough. You know. Mm-hmm. You can say I'm from Long Beach, Inglewood. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's not me. Yeah. Sticking with the music industry, do you think you either have to like kind of either like lie about yourself and make yourself larger than life to make it big in the music industry, like a blue face or something like that, yeah. or do you think? You could still be like a genuinely good artist, put out a good message, and, and make it big. I think to be huge, I think I think everything is larger than life. I think the people that we admire are larger than life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind of. But I think J. Cole is larger than life, but he's still a, a artist that people respect, you know? Mm-hmm. He's not like a cartoon. That's why I say, like, I love Lil Wayne, but he's more like a cartoon character. He's like, <laughs> bro, you would never see someone... <laughs> That tatted, that animated, that like, oh, I'm drinking lean all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. more like a Dom Kennedy or Casey Veggies you would see on the street. But that's what makes them not less of stars, but not that bright of stars. So it, it's a it's a balance. Even Drake. I thought Drake was like a person that would never blow up how he did like when he was younger. But mm-hmm. his music, you know, so it depends. It's, it varies, you know? Yeah. But I like Drake in Drake's aspect. I think he went full on with like the corniness. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't want to say he's a corny dude, but like he's a little bit more on the cornier side. Yeah, but like, corny his... to who? You know, that's how I always think, that's bro. True. He's more real than a lot of rappers because he's true. talking about yeah. experiences that people could yeah. really feel. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. everyone knows what a heartbreak is if you're old enough. True. I don't mean more so his music. I just mean like when he dances in the music videos. Yeah, and some I of the feel stuff like that he does. That's him. He's Carlton. Exactly. Yeah. Like you know when he tried. I don't know if you remember watching him when he warmed up with Duke and he shot up the corner. Shot the air ball. ball. Yeah. I was like, like, bruh, that's but that's his personality, and he just he keeps putting himself yeah, out there in situations. And that's good. Exactly. Like he, I think it's realistic. When you see him, you're like, all right. Yeah. But Carlton, I, I never heard that before, but I kind of. It's like Russell that. Wilson. I always say, like, oh, Russell yeah, Wilson bro. is my favorite white quarterback. And people are like, he's black. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's my favorite white quarterback because he's him. But it's like, he's not like Michael Vick. You know, he's not uh-huh. like, he's not like, you know, my boy Lamar Jackson, but he's him. So I respect him. And he's a baller, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think everything, I think you're larger than life to a lot of people, but you mm-hmm. might not. You know, you doing this is crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like someone, yeah, exactly. I guess someone even like on a minor scale could be something. Hell yeah. That's how you become a star, bro. Mm-hmm. There's people that do podcasts and you're like, no charisma. Mm-hmm. It's people that play football that you're like, you're good, but you are you just can't be a star. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, mm-hmm. you do the numbers, you, you have thousand yard receivings, but you're just not the guy i don't know then right. it's like an odell he makes two catches in his whole career and it's like bro he's the best ever yeah. you know it's like bro like the the behind the back catch or behind the head catch is hard but it's mm-hmm. like bro there's people that do that a lot you mm-hmm. know marvin jones flipped into the end zone and no one's gonna say like bro he's the best you mm-hmm. know so. that's true but that's a big thing with like quarterbacks when they come into the league right is like can they control a locker room like, uh, I know they did that for uh, Josh Rosen, right, when he came out of UCLA. And then yeah. I forgot who was the quarterback they did that this year. But he was just like, oh, does he have the personality to, like, take over a locker room? And it's like, that's a big part of it, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you, 
you can you can be the talented most like most talented quarterback ever, like an Aaron Rodgers. But if no one fucks with you on the team, and you constantly butt heads with your coach and everything, is it gonna work out where you can win championships or just yeah, have successful sure. year after year? I think just being a former quarterback, you kind of always have to separate yourself because you can't be too cool mm-hmm. with people. I always was cool with everyone, you know, because I was a nerd and shit. So mm-hmm. I was cool with everyone, but. I don't know. It's certain players like Josh Rosen that they said he was going to be trash from mm-hmm. the beginning. So it's kind of weird to see that he was actually trash, you know. But the thing is, too, like if you go back further when he was young, like in high school, everyone said he was better because he would go to the camps and compete with a Darnold yeah. and some other guys. They always said he was better arm talented. He just had that weird personality to where it didn't it, it interest never, him. Exactly. It didn't interest him. Exactly. Like He's rich, though. When you grow up rich, it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you're from the bottom like us and I say bottom as in general mm-hmm. middle class and lower mm-hmm. like you have that hunger you know I feel like when you literally live next to the coach like I, th- I think his family lived next to the UCLA coach oh shit <laughs> so it's like bro where's your motivation like I'm living like like these NFL players mm-hmm. already this is not live or die for him you know exactly it's more of a like fuck it <laughs> you know yeah. like if you ever have that mentality it's, it's not dire for you to be successful I guess mm-hmm. you know if your dad was like Here's $2 million. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure college would have been like, do I really have to go to college? Bro? I got $2 million and a Mercedes and a place to stay already mm-hmm. and a loft. It's like, damn. where's my... The motivation. Exactly. I feel that. So how do you feel about your boy Lamar Jackson coming out this year? Honestly, I pray to God that we got another quarterback because I hated Joe Flacco, bro. Mm-hmm. Even when we drafted, I was like, "Who is this guy from Delaware?" Yeah, because I remember the year before, like we drafted Troy Smith, and mm-hmm. he got he got a cold to make Joe Flacco go in, mm-hmm. and I was like, "I don't know." I was just so happy, bro. We have a playmaker, you know. I didn't think he was gonna be as great as he was, though. I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. or else I would have took him in fantasy. <laughs> you, know <what> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't think he was gonna be that great, but he just ripped the league like he's supposed to. Like, I think this year he's gonna be. Not equally as good because he's not going to duplicate the season realistically, but he's going to be a better passer for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to stack the box, yeah. force him to throw. He's going to be a beast, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, so I got a question hypothetically. In their primes, would you take Lamar, Cam Newton, or Michael Vick on your team? In their primes? Or at least the best that we've seen them. Because I, I would say Lamar probably still has a couple more years before he hits his prime prime. I think mm-hmm. he can get better. I'm going to say, like, honestly... Because you got to look at the Ravens team, too, overall. Oh, no, they built the offense around him, which was smart. Yeah, they have a great team because Cam didn't have a great team, Mm -hmm. Michael Vick. So people are going to get mad at me. But I would honestly take, as of right now, I'd probably take Lamar Jackson over all of them Mm because he's humble. Mm -hmm. You know, Cam always had to do that. But I love Cam. Like, Cam is, like, one of my favorite football players. Like, before Cam, he was the reason I wanted to be number two. But before Cam was Terrell Pryor, mm-hmm. and I think Michael he was Vick, nice too. yeah, I think Michael Vick is just third. You know, I think he was good, but he would have been better in this time. You know, yeah, hundred percent. He was definitely, and there's a lot of guys like that. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, Randall Cunningham. There's a lot of players. Yeah, but he was definitely ahead of his time because yeah. they they still had him doing I formation and stuff. Stupid, but like I said, they should have spread it out mm-hmm. back then. His speed was unworldly, bro. Yeah. Like, you just see the highlights of him, like changing direction, coming back, and then yeah. <sighs> I just think Lamar just had is so young, bro. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at sh- things. Like he's so young that the sky is literally the limit for him. Like we don't know. Like Cam in his prime, yeah, he was nice, 
But he wasn't he wasn't doing what Lamar was doing, so I'll take Lamar. Yeah. And he's on my team, so it's like different, you know, bias kind yeah. of. Yeah. I just think it's it, for Cam to me is different because he's six five and he was as fast as he was. Yeah, and he but, could like bully people and it's a little different. Like obviously Lamar is more, like definitely more with elusive. Dukes, more elusive. Yeah. He can make people miss more in the open field. But man, like I, I just remember watching Cam at Auburn, like that one year he had. He went stupid. That's yeah, all, that was my bro. freshman year in high he, school. He made Alabama defense look bad, LSU defense look bad, all like these top defenses, and then even like the championship game against Oregon, bro. Like, but like, you know what? Cam was never a great passer in the yeah. league. That's the only thing I feel like if Cam could have just honed his ability, and he got the big head. That's how you, you know he got the big head for sure. Mm-hmm. But. I love Cam, you know. That's like picking, you know, between the greatest <laughs> players of all time. It's like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Lamar is just, what, 23? Yeah. So I got to see, you know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get a few Super Bowls out of them before. Yeah. I think Cam's a good example, though, too, of, like, them kind of just letting you buy it, whether it's at high school, middle school, college even, because you're just – you have superior athleticism, superior size. Because maybe it is a little bit of a stubbornness and arrogance, right? But I feel like mechanically he was never sound, right? But if someone like saying. like in high school, if like there was a coach dedicated to him and said, "Hey, we're gonna fix up your mechanics so you can throw more accurate," even it's if it's hard, like, bro. yeah, even if it's ten percent more accurate than what you are now, bro, that would have changed you know a lot. That would have changed his whole life, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's... I think that's to be honest, I think like scientifically they broke it down. Like that's why he hurt his shoulder the way he did because he's throwing all upper body. He doesn't put a lot of legs in bro, his. Bro, Cam his Newton throws. throws off his back foot every fucking throw. Bro. Yeah. And as a quarterback, you know, like, bro, he's throwing sixty yard passes, literally slaying back. Mm-hmm. It's like that's not, that's yeah, not good it's for not you. Good. You gotta step forward. Mm-hmm. But when you're six foot five, two hundred fifty pounds, like just imagine the superiority, like how much better you are than everyone. Mm-hmm. You're better than everyone in the NFL. No mm-hmm. one is gonna he's better than everyone. Right. So it's like Imagine high school. Yeah. Clearly, like, what coach is going to say, bro, don't throw off your back foot when you're throwing 40-yard dimes. Yeah. Running over everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. Cam is one of those athletes, give or take, if he loses 20 pounds, he could be a receiver. Yeah. If he gains 20 pounds, he could be a DN. Mm-hmm. If he gains 50 pounds, he could be a D tackle. He's just like a, a God-sculpted athlete, you yeah. know? So it's like one of those things where it's like. Mm-hmm. You think he has, uh, like, success in New England with his new team? Yeah, Cam is Cam, bro. He he just has to be healthy. Mm. Like Cam is still. I mean, it's kind of disrespectful how they did him, but yeah, it's just like that shit made me mad, bro. <laughs> it does make lie. me mad, but I understand that it might be the thing that you need to humility. You know, yeah. in life, God humbles you in weird ways. Like, I mean, you see a millionaire, rich as hell. Yeah, but he might have needed that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it puts that chip on his shoulder. For I don't sure. know if you like ever like looked into what happened at Florida, and then he had to go to the junior college before sure. he went to Auburn. Yeah. But I feel like that led to that great season at Auburn, being so down low, forced you know being forced to go to a junior college, to playing a season, yeah, yeah, Hell and then yeah. bouncing back at Auburn the way he did. I think he went crazy. It, that, but that all like built over those you know two years of That's being low, low, low. So. Hopefully, you know, I, I still root for. It's funny because like out of college when the Panthers drafted him, I wasn't a huge fan. I was like, oh, like I don't know how I feel about this guy. Who's your team? Carolina. Oh, you wasn't a huge fan. No. Oh, man, I was counting crazy. Yeah, so I just I, he's, he's I knew he killed. I knew he killed it in college, but that was like the thing. Like 
running quarterbacks never made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because they wanted Andrew Luck too. They yeah, Andrew Luck. You probably the following year. Yeah, but like Andrew, he, he could have went out. His he, exactly. Year. So I remember it, it would have been Andrew Luck and Cam the same year, but and they would have drafted Luck, Luck for sure. Yeah, so Luck. it was crazy, you know. But it ended up working out better than I thought, and now I find myself, especially after the way the Panthers did him, I find myself rooting for Cam more. This upcoming season, sleep on Teddy B, Panthers. Teddy I mean, he's, he's nice, cold. but he's he's just he's like an above average guy. You know he's I mean? not a star. That's all. I can't exactly. a superstar. You know, he's the X factor. Yeah, and I feel like unless you have a star-studded team around Teddy, you're just gonna win like six to eight games. Nah, like Teddy, that's you. You sleep on Teddy B, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, when he when he ripped his ACL for the um Vikings, Vikings yeah, he's gonna go crazy. You guys got more, right? Mm-hmm. He's nice, um, Samuel, Samuel, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Who's the running back? McCaffrey. CMC, yeah. For sure. He want me some money. Like, you guys are going to be cold, you know? Yeah. But He's a game line, manager, though. Offensive line is trash, though, so I'm kind of worried about that. But he, it's it's trash for Cam. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be trash. Like, you guys had Kyle Allen, bro. Mm-hmm. Kyle Allen yeah. is... He played at Texas A&M in Houston. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not a great quarterback, Yeah. You know? Teddy B is going to go crazy. If not, the guy from... um. That was killing the XFL is the backup. Oh, yeah. Oh, PJ. Fuck. PJ, yeah. PJ. It's not PJ Tucker. That's the basketball yeah, player. Yeah. Uh, uh, fuck, I forgot his name, though. Yeah. He was P- going crazy. P- it's not PJ Williams either, huh? Something. Some black last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. going crazy, you know? I love football, so mm-hmm. I can talk, you know? Yeah, but the thing, too, I think the biggest reason why they got Teddy is because he played for the coach there now, Matt Rule. Yeah. And so they have, like, that experience. And even the – I think it's PJ Walker. It is P.J. Walker. Yeah, yeah. he played at Temple Wa- and shit. Yeah. P.J. Walker also played with Coach Matt Rule. So, you mean, like, they have that connection. So, I I think they did that, too, is smart because coming off this quarantine, I think the teams this season that didn't change a lot from last season are going to be the best off, right? Yeah. The team with a bunch of new players is going to be harder for them to get accustomed because yeah. they're going to have less preseason games, less training camp and shit. So, it's good to have, like, Unless Matt you're the Rule. Browns. If you're the Browns, you're always going to be trash. <laughs> like, yeah. You're going to be trash forever. Exactly. And the Chargers, they're going to be trash forever, you know? I feel that. I feel that. So, going back to your music, I know we've been talking about football and everything, yeah. too. But, you know, what What kind of, I guess, what made you want to take music seriously? At what point of your life? Or was it something that kind of just evolved over time? I think it, I think it evolved. Yeah. But I think, like, music embodies just creativity, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I feel like I could not make music and just be around it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, when you play football, bro, any sport, you're just around music. That's what you listen to. That's what you talk about, you know? And I just think everything I wanted to do creatively, like, get tattoos, be out, have fun. Like, I'm not a partier, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, people, I barely start drinking in quarantine. You know? yeah. Like, I never <laughs> drank, bro. Like, I don't smoke. I don't do anything. So, it's just, like, being creative, bro. I think, like, this platform is hella creative, you mm-hmm. know? Because it's... It's a vision, a blank canvas, and mm-hmm. I think that's what music is for me. It's just a blank canvas on life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. During quarantine, was it harder for you to make music? Did it put a pause on your stuff, or were you able to do more? Uh, no, bro. We've been having, me and my team, like AMN, Global Gypsy Records, we have a studio in Santa Ana, bro. Mm-hmm. Like a real studio. So. Nice. And I have an in-house. I bust down my whole closet, acoustic foam. So, we have like five mics between us all. Mm-hmm. So, making music is not, it's just being motivated, bro. Mm-hmm. Do you I, feel like yourself were like mo- more motivated or less motivated? Oh, uh, bro, I bro, I had a, like a breakup, like my first real breakup. Oh shit! At the beginning, going into this year. Yeah. So that shit killed me, but I bounced back like, like probably like three months ago. Honestly, uh-huh. it killed me. Yeah, I lost weight. I got fat again. I was eating ice cream and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go crazy. Yeah. But yeah, now I'm motivated. I'm, I feel good again. You know mm-hmm. that shit killed me though. Mm-hmm. 
So from your first project, I forgot the name of it right now, but to Gypsy Season, right, that came out this year? Yeah. What would you say, like, the biggest change in your style is? Bro, creative, confidence, you know, it's like playing football or or anything in life. Once you do something repetitively, Mm -hmm. even if you suck, it's more refined. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, it's like. The quality is better. Like my my new project coming out on the fifteenth. You gonna if you listen to it, mm-hmm. like it's gonna sound like oh, like he's he knows what he's doing. You know, my first very first project is like stuttering, mumbling. You know, just nervous. You mm-hmm. know, cause it's never been a rapper from Buena Park. You know, or yeah. anywhere really in Orange County that's just for a. But other than that, it's never been a rapper. So I always would be like nervous. But now I'm like I don't care. You know? mm-hmm. I'm grown. Yeah, you're comfortable and confident, like you said. Yeah, too. more confident, you know. Mm-hmm. Have the beard. I feel like Drake, you know. <laughs> got the beard. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. Yeah. How long have you been going on your dreads for? Two years. I had braids before that. I was a like I said, I was an Allen Iverson fan, bro. So. Oh shit. Allen Iverson was Cora, my guy. Man, yeah, had clean, the braids. Bro. Yeah, yeah, had the braids designed. It's funny because I work in a law firm, mm-hmm. and. My dad, like I said, my dad is one of them old niggas, bro, where he's like, he has a bald head, too, mm. so you can imagine. He's like, you're going to have to cut your hair to get in the law firm. I'm like, hell no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And then I went, and my boss, and that's the first thing I asked. He was like, you have any questions? I'm like, am I going to have to cut my hair? He's like, why would you have to cut your hair? And I was like, fuck, you know, I was like, fuck my dad, bro, because yeah. I was going to cut my hair the day before, like, mm-hmm. to look presentable. So, yeah, bro, I had hair for, like, six years, so. This is two years of locks for sure, though. That's cool, though, that he... I, I know some law firms, I'm sure, would make you, like, want to clean up your look. Because it's not... To certain, like, old school people, maybe like your dad, or to other people, like, yeah. just, it's not considered, like, clean cut. Professional. For an office-type yeah, setting or law crazy. firm, you know? It's crazy. I'm blessed, bro. That's one of the happiest moments in my life when they're like, you don't have to cut your hair. Because, you know, having hair is, like, useful, you know? Mm-hmm. Like... You don't see rock stars with buzz cuts. Nah. You know, yeah, you see exactly. rock stars with hair. You know, you have hair, you know? Yeah. If you told a girl, oh, all you can have with Bob, she'll look at you crazy like, what? What's up with you? But with guys, mm-hmm. we always have to look aesthetically appeasing. It's like, fuck that, bro. Yeah. As long as it's not green or gray or crazy, like, <laughs> I should be able to shake my fucking dress anywhere I go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. What's the What's the name of the project coming out on the 15th of this month? Or? Yeah, 15th this month. Hot okay. Boy 3. Hot yeah. Boy 3. Yeah. Okay. And what what should we expect on that project? This is uh just wildness. You know, rock star shit. You okay. know what I'm saying? I feel good. That's what I'm saying. So just not too much thinking, but like a lot of just you know, summertime. Mm-hmm. I think of music like colors. It's hot outside, it's orange, like colors like if you get my gist, like orange red, so it's like up tempo. Okay. You know. Nice, right on. What what else do you have planned out for the year twenty twenty? Well, I'm going back to school. You mm-hmm. know, I haven't went to school in like a year and a half because I was lazy, like I said. Mm-hmm. Didn't apply in time. Going back to school, just getting my vision together. Like I said, the beginning of this year, it was wild. So it was like now getting my vision, producing more music, you know, just having fun, living life, being more grateful mm-hmm. for opportunities, you know. So how is the USC going to work? Is it going to be all online? Yeah, all online, bro. Okay. What you Do you have like a major yet? Yeah, com- um, advertisement. Okay. And marketing. So, yeah, that'll be tight. Yeah. Especially that'll be tight, man, living it up once the campus opens up and everything. Bro, bro, I want to be on campus yeah. immediately, you know? Yeah. Immediately. USC is a dream school, you know? Mm-hmm. I've always been a Trojan. Before I was a Trojan, I was a Trojan mm-hmm. in you, Miami. You going to go to Coliseum games? Maybe, you know? <laughs> I like, bro, I can't see. I have bad eyes. Bro. Oh, I shit. I have bad eyes, but okay. I like watching games from home. Because, mm-hmm. like, TV. two years ago, I went to the... um. 
I went to the hub. Um, what is it? Stub Center in Stub Carson. Hub. Yeah. Stub Hub. Yeah. And that was Lamar Jackson's first game versus the Chargers, and I couldn't see shit with Dang. my glasses on. And I was like, "No, nah, I'm staying at home," you know. Yeah. And like, you don't want to be in a, in the box and watch it on TV, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't drink beer or nothing, so I'm like, I'd rather be at home. You yeah, know? I feel that then. Yeah. Okay, so now your type of vibe. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. So you can't, you, like, even with your glasses on, you couldn't no, see No, I can see, bro, but it's like, I can't, I can see, like. It's not as know? clear, though. Yeah, it's not clear like the TV. You know, the TV, you can see the fucking hair follicles and <laughs> sweat glands. You're like, damn, he's tired as hell, you know? Yeah. I remember um, Lamar drew, threw a pass to um, Mark Andrews. He threw, like, a corner out. Mm-hmm. It was a dime for a touchdown, but I couldn't see the ball, and I just seen Mike. Bro, those NFL Titans are huge. And I was like, damn, mm-hmm. I can't see shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, but yeah, nah, I'm at home with it. All games, I'm at home. All right. Unless I'm fine. just know a player or something. That would be hard to see, like, Jalen up yeah. close and personal. Atlanta. Or coming Bro, that was so Falcons, hard. Right? Yeah, he played for the Garden Grove Falcons, too, when he was younger. Oh, shit. Sure. So it was even more lit. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Full circle, you know? Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Maybe uh, obviously this year I don't think they're gonna have fans, but in the following years, we'll yeah. check them out. I'm gonna be know? on the sideline, bro. I'm gonna be rich. I'm gonna be on the sideline. Like, what's it do, Julio? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go crazy. Yeah, let me get you one on one or something like yeah, that. Huh? Yeah, yeah, let me throw you a bomb. You feel me? I'll show you what Matt Ryan is missing out on. You know <laughs> For real, man. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to your project. Before Thank we wrap bro. things up. I did like to ask some like fun, quick hitters just to kind of help the audience to get to know you a little bit more. For sure. If you could have any topics on the pizza, what would it be? All of them are just yeah, in general. I like uh, I like sausage, pepperoni. Like one a girl I knew in the past life, she worked at Blaze, so she used to put all the bullshit, you know. Yeah. Like, so I like everything basically. It said like fish or on my pizza and shit. So I like everything literally. Okay. I'm not picky. For sure. If you could talk to any person dead or alive, who would it be? You know, this is gonna sound funny, but like Jesus Christ. Okay. I yeah, would yeah. want to physically see him. You know, like we don't know who he. Yeah, you know, we so, have a perf- yeah we have a perception of what yeah, he looks bro, like. Yeah, we have like the Catholic depiction of him. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, I wouldn't want to get a Jesus tattoo, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jesus Christ, that'd be tight. Be yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. And then there's a lot of people like in other religions don't even believe in Jesus too. So yeah, it's like I it's would just want to see him, like, bro. Mm-hmm. I have bad eyes, but I'm like, bro, you're real. Like, <laughs> you know, for sure. All right, if you could have any kind of exotic pet, what would it be? Exotic pet. Uh-uh. Shit, I gotta take care of something. I don't know what I would want. I like, want, hypothetically, like, you know what I mean? Nah, like, for yeah. sure, for sure. Like, I want, like, a saber-toothed tiger or something. Yeah, okay. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. If you were stuck on an island, but food and water were provided, what were three things that you'd want to bring with you to pass the time? Uh, uh, I'd probably, my girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, music, and... Like headphones and a, and a music player or like more like stuff to record? Stuff to record, you know? Mm-hmm. And damn, that's crazy. I don't know. A basketball court? Because mm-hmm. it's just, you can just hoop by yourself, you know? You need a whole team. Or, for football. Or yeah, you know, sport. you would need a bunch of people for football. You know, basketball mm-hmm. is Kobe, you know, yeah. <laughs> out there going crazy. Yeah. For sure. If you could, uh, what was the last one? If you can give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? Don't be scared. Don't be hesitant, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like we as people, we're, we're scared of the unknown. Just try it, you know? If you don't like it, you don't like it. But not, like, bad stuff, but just try. Just be an opportunist. Mm-hmm. Don't be so, like... I guess, like, this year humbled me, but don't be so, like, hell-bent on your way. Just yeah. look at other people's perspective and being like, yeah, like, I embrace it. Let's do it. Open-minded. Let's try it. Yeah, very open-minded now. For sure. 
Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again for coming through, man. Thanks, bro. I appreciate you, bro. Really appreciate this. And then if you want to go ahead and plug anything, Twitter, Instagram, man, or whatever else. Um, follow me at one Travis Chase um, on Instagram and Twitter. Follow the team, AMMob, A-M-N-M-O-B, Global Gypsy Records, all of that. Chase. Mm-hmm. And then you can find your music everywhere under Travis everywhere. Chase. You know, you can find me on YouTube, people videos, Apple Music, all the, you know, all the streaming shit. So, yeah. Thanks again. Looking forward to your project and everything. Boom. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Episode 120 of the Mike and I podcast. And hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, stop what you're doing and go ahead and leave a rating and review. I'd really appreciate it. If you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, you know, be sure to just hit that subscribe button. Be sure to hit that follow button. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you promote it on your social media accounts or you just told a friend to go check it out, told a family member to check it out, told a grandparent to check it out, all that kind of good stuff. I'd greatly appreciate any support with the podcast that I can get. Now, also did want to, again, thank Generic Sports and thank Vince Correa for their help with the podcast and the instrumental and the graphics that go into the Mike and I Instagram page. If you're looking to follow that page, which you should be, at my period, Mike and period I, and you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. A lot has gone on, I feel like, since the last time I recorded. And as I say in the past few episodes, guys, just make sure you take care of your mental health. I feel like it could be very overwhelming to hear all the news that we've been getting in 2020, whether it's sports-related, whether it's pop-culture-related, whether it's race-related, um, all kinds of stuff. And it's only going to get worse. Just know that. It's it's going to get a lot worse uh, come, come September, October, November. And it's just going to be a wild year. So just make sure you, you know, I encourage you guys to find different outlets to release whatever tension or stress you may be feeling find different hobbies find different side interests that you have and just you know stay prepared and continue to pursue your goals don't let 2020 and the wild year that it's been put a damper on on whatever goals and visions that you had so strongly encourage you guys to keep doing what you do as i do with this podcast chase dreams not checks and never stop seeking knowledge and with that that's going to wrap it up for episode 120 of the podcast I'm your host, Noah Alvarez, signing off. Till next time.